I want to call your attention to Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 2. And I want to read from verse 8 to verse number 20 and share with you a message that the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you. And I've given it the title, The First Christmas Message. Luke chapter 2. Reading from verse 8. Would you be kind enough to stand with me as I read the scripture today? Luke chapter 2, reading from verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass. As the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them into her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. May we pray. Our Father, we thank you for taking on the form of a servant, a human being, and coming to earth to live among us, to die for our sins, that one day we will be with you in heaven where you left from. We thank you, Lord, that you made this known to us in several ways. God, we thank you for appearing to the shepherds and giving them that message that night. And Lord, we thank you for all that the shepherds did in regards to going and making sure and then spreading the good news. And for all of those who have spread the good news up to this day, 
we thank you. We thank you that the news got to us. And Lord, we thank you for your people that have accepted the message. And thank you that we have accepted the Savior. May you bless. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The first Christmas message. Christmas is that time of the year that caused people to reflect on Christ and on his birth. Some sing about it. Some dramatized it. Some speak about it. And many of us preach about it. Way back over 2,000 years ago, we have the record of the first Christmas message. We have the record of the eyewitnesses who actually saw him lying in a manger. The recipients of that message were shepherds. The message was delivered by the angel of God or the angel of the Lord. These shepherds were just ordinary men who looked and cared for their sheep. These shepherds would stay with their flock at night out in the field. At that moment, it appears that they were out in the open air, making sure that their flock would not stray, and that the ravages of the wolves and other wild beasts would not attack and destroy their flock. Before I go any further, there is something that you and I should never argue about. You may say, what is that? We should never find ourselves arguing with anyone of the day that Christ our Lord was born. Don't find yourself arguing with anyone about that. As a matter of fact, we are not even sure of the month. Moreover, the day. What I find to be very amazing is that this information in regards to when he was born seems not to be very important to God. You may say why you think so. Because if it were, then it would be revealed to us. But he has concealed it from us. So to me, it's not very important of the month 
another day. What is important, he gave us the facts about. And that is, he is born. Can I get an amen? Not the day. People argue that, you know, some folks would even dare not come to church on this day because they are so well against the day. So let's not get ourselves in any argument with anybody about the day. Because if he wanted us to know that, he would have revealed those facts to us. He concealed those. But he has given us the facts about his birth. I find a few things here I want to share with you about this message. And these shepherds who were the first to hear the message. Number one, when I look at verse number eight of our text, the scripture said, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, watch this, keeping watch over their flock by night. So as I look at the text, I notice that these shepherds, they were watching or they watched. It is very important because what they were doing, we are told to do. What were they doing? They were watching. They were keeping watch over their flock. We, as the recipients of the message, must also be on the watch. Are you with me, church? Not only just to hear that the Savior is born, but I want to warn you that not only that he is born, the Savior is coming again. And each and every one of us must be on the watch for the Savior. For in Mark chapter number 13 and verse number 36, he says, Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight, or at the crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So I say to you, you and I, we have a responsibility, and that is to be watching. Not just sleeping, but watching for an innate moment now, our Savior can appear again. Paul wrote to the Corinthian believers in 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, verse 13 and verse number 14. He says, watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quickly like men, be strong. Let all things be done with charity. In other words, while we are watching, he said, you and I as believers need to stand fast, stand firm. Stand firm where? Stand firm in the faith, believing that Jesus Christ will return at any time soon now. In 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse number 5, he said, But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of the ministry. These shepherds were watching, 
but we are also admonished by the word of God that we ought to be watching and standing firm. And then in Mark chapter 14 and verse number 38, he said, Watch ye and pray, lest thou enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. My question to you this morning, are you watching? When Jesus comes, will he find us watching? He admonishes us that we are to watch. And these shepherds were watching over their flock. There is something else I've noticed in the text, taken from verse number 9 down to verse number 14. And this is what the scripture says in verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, and ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. As I look at this, there was a wonder that was going on with the angels. They were terrified and confused. Never had these shepherds seen anything like this in the history of their lives. A strange appearance of an angel. No doubt never before had they ever seen an angel. The place with up, lit up with a blaze of glory all around. No doubt the hillside lit up the horizon suddenly filled with the glory of God. This happening caused the shepherds to be frightened, no doubt wondering what is the meaning of all of this. Notice the reassurance by the angel of God. Look at verse number 9 and verse number 10. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The angel said, Don't be afraid. There is no reason to be afraid based on what you have seen. I am here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to bring you the good news of joy for everyone, the news of Christmas, this first Christmas morning. Then we have the revelation by the angel of God. In verse number 11 and in verse number 12, he says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying 
in a manger. In regards to the Son, the Messiah has been born in Bethlehem, they were told. The good news is the Savior is born. The prophecy prophesied has now come to pass. It was Isaiah and his prophecy who said in Isaiah chapter number 9 and in verse number 6, he said, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Priests. It was Micah in chapter number 5 and verse number 2. He says, But thou Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee he shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth had been from all from everlasting. If you go back to chapter number one of the book of Luke, and you would read from verse number 26 down to verse number 38, you'll find that the, the angels spoke to Mary about this thing that would happen to her. Notice how the Holy Ghost, which caused Elizabeth to speak about this in chapter one, verse number 39, down to verse number 45. If you listen to Mary as she spoke in verse number 46, down to verse number 56, how Mary spoke and welcomed what God was doing to her in bringing the Lord Jesus Christ to earth. Oh, how good it is to have a Savior. I don't know about you. If you are here and you have not embraced the Savior, if you are here and you are just celebrating the birth of Christ and you are not celebrating how he has saved you and welcoming the return of Christ, I encourage you to accept him today, to embrace him today before it is eternally too late. Christmas is not just all about sharing gifts and, and saying have Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Christmas is stopping and reflecting on God left heaven's glory, came to earth in the form of a, of a human being, went to a cross, died for your sins so that you and I can have everlasting life. He ascended into heaven and when he left, he said, I'm going for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I finish preparing a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Isn't it wonderful to know that the king left his throne, came to planet earth, went to the cross, died for our sins, prepared us so that we can go to be with him in heaven. My question to you this morning, have you considered him? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? In regards to the sign, in verse number 12, the Bible said, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. These shepherds were out in the field. 
They were taking care of the animals. And all of a sudden, an angel appeared with the great news. Tell me, if you were there, what would you have done? I am sure you yourself would have been amazed. No doubt you would have been frightened, just like these shepherds. But the news was given to them where they will find the babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes or strips of cloth. You will find him lying in a manger. You will find him in a feeding trough outside the inn where the animals were to be kept. Then I've noticed the rejoicing by the angels of the Lord. Look at verse number 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, saying what? Glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will towards men. Heaven sent a multitude of heavenly hosts. There were so many that they could not count them. Remember he said an angel appeared, but now he's saying a multitude of heavenly hosts appeared. They appeared suddenly. They did not see them coming. They just appeared. You out there in the middle of the night looking at your sheep, an angel is there, and then all of a sudden, it seems like the whole place is flooded with angels in which you had never seen. Imagine a multitude just praising God. In their praise to God, they were saying, glory, glory, glory to God in the highest. The word glory carries the meaning of praise and honor. It means worshipful praise, honor, and thanksgiving. When this all happened, I could only imagine those shepherds when they received the message at first. But there's a third thing that I've noticed from this text, and that is they worship him. These shepherds, they worship him. Look at verse number 15 and verse number 16. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them, into heaven. The angels came. They did what they were supposed to do. After they have done what they were supposed to do, guess what happened? They left and they've gone back to heaven. And notice what the scripture said. He said, after the, and the angels were gone away from them into heaven. Watch this carefully. The shepherds said one to another. They got the message. Am I not right? They got the message. What was the message? The Savior is born. They knew where he was. They got the message. They had sheep to look at, but notice what they did. They said one to another. What is it that we are saying one to another this Christmas morning? They said one to another, let us now go. Are you with me, church? I trust that we would get this message that it is now for us to go with the message, just like they went over 2,000 years ago. They said, let us now go, go where? Even unto Bethlehem, 
Why Bethlehem? Because there is where the angels told them that the child would be found. He said, let us go and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And watch this. In verse number 16, you know, it's one thing for us to say something. You know, it's one thing for us to hear the message. It's one thing for us to respond to the message and say, I will go. But watch this. The Bible said, and they came with haste. Are you with me, church? They came with haste. And notice what they found. I am so glad that they went because they found the message to be true. Just this morning while I was in the shower, I was thinking of the Old Testament saints that did not have all that we have today, but they trust in God. They live for God. We have eyewitnesses of the fact we too must be living for God and going with the message because pretty soon now, we will not be talking about him coming as a babe, but we will be talking about him coming as a king of kings and lord of lords. So in verse number 16, what did they do? And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Just as the angel said that they would find, they went with haste and found this. But by the way, tell me something. Why these shepherds were out there in the field? They were out in the field doing their ordinary work, doing the ordinary job, doing what they had to do. But notice what they did. They put everything aside, hoping that the wolves would not eat the sheep. And if the wolves eat the sheep, they had something more important to look at, and that was to carry the message. So they left sheep, and they went in haste. And they found the babe. They sought the Savior. Isaiah reminds us in chapter 55 and in verse number 6. He said, seek ye the Lord. Are you with me? He said, seek ye the Lord. That tells us that there is something that we need to do. What is it that we need to do? We need to seek the Lord. But he goes on and he says something, while he may be found. In other words, as I look at this and understand it, it sure seems to me that there will come a time when, those will, when others would seek the Lord and he will not be found. But he's saying he can be found now. He said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And as you seek him, he says, call upon him while he is near. That tells me that there's coming a time that there will be those who will call upon the Lord and he will not be near. For he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Isaiah in reminding us, uh, Jeremiah in reminding us to seek him in chapter 29 and verse number 13, he says, all ye shall seek me, and ye shall seek me. Watch this. He didn't just say seek him. He said, if you seek me, what will happen? You shall find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. How are you seeking the Lord today? Is it just casual? Is it just because it is Christmas that we think about the Lord? 
one of these days, the Christ of Christmas will come. In the book of Luke 19 and verse number 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come so that we can have lots of turkey. He didn't come so that we can have ham. He didn't come so that we can have lots of cakes and tarts and drinks and have a great day. He didn't come for that. He came for one purpose, so that you and I may be saved. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And you may say, but preacher, who is that? That's you. That's me. For all of us are lost without Jesus Christ. He said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. They acknowledge it was the Lord who made it known. They forgot about everything. And everything that would keep them back, they left behind. And they went with his. Finally this morning, Verse number 17 to verse number 20 says something that I trust that we would grasp going out of this old year and keep before us in this new year coming, if God would spare our lives. In verse number 17, and when they had seen it, seen what? When they had witnessed for themselves what the angel said unto them, Notice what they did. Hello, anybody home? Notice what they did. What they did. They made known abroad. What? The saying which was told them concerning this child. Look at verse number 18 to 20. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. Look at verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Look at verse number 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So number four. Number three, they worshiped. Number four, they witness. Anybody home? Yeah, it's good for us to be in this building and to testify about the goodness of God. But God expects us not just to keep this message to ourselves. He expects us to tell others. They could not keep it quiet. They made it known, but watch this, they made it known abroad. In other words, everywhere they went, they spoke about the Savior that was born. The Savior they saw with their own eyes, lying in a manger. When they experienced it, they testified about it. Church, I want to encourage you. Since we are one more Christmas closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I want you to know that we have less time now to witness than we had last Christmas. I want to encourage you 
to be a witness, to let people know about the Savior, not only about his birth, let people know about how he went to the cross, he died for our sins so that we can be forgiven and let people know the Savior is coming again. And then the Bible said, they return excited like the heavenly host of angels because of what they had heard and seen. Just as they were told, they found it to be true. I'm so glad that you took the time to be with us in this service. I trust that you and I would take on that of those that received the message at first. Hey, be excited. We have the facts that our Savior is born. We have the facts, the eyewitnesses that our Savior went to the cross and died for our sins. We have the facts that our Savior ascended into heaven, just like it was prophesied that all these things will come to pass and they came to pass. We also have the facts that Jesus Christ is coming again. My question to you is, do you know him? If you do not know him, hey, the 25th of December would be a wonderful time for you to stop and get to know this Jesus that you hear people will be speaking about who do not know him. Oh, who tell you whether he will come today or not? But if he comes, would you be ready? Would you be ready? These shepherds, the wise men last Sunday, I shared with you, when they heard the news sometime after, they did some things that were very important. They sought the Savior. They searched the Scriptures. And then they received the Sovereign One. These shepherds, when they heard it, you got the message. Now that you have heard it, what are you going to do? I trust right where you are. You would stop if you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you will realize that he said, if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Oh, it's so easy. It is so easy for you to make it into God's kingdom. All you need to do is to trust him by faith. He will forgive you and he will save you. I thank God. I thank God for the angels who were obedient to God and came and delivered the message. I thank God for the shepherds. When they received the message, they too were obedient and they carried the message. I thank God for the wise men. When they got the message, they went, they sought him. They accepted the fact. They shared the message. I thank God for the Savior, leaving heaven's glory and coming to earth to die for you and to die for me.
But I also thank God for you who will take the word of God and share it with others so they too will come to know the Jesus that, that we have come to know. May God bless you this Christmas as you serve the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we have so much more than those in the Old Testament that believed in you. We have their witness. We have the eyewitnesses in the New Testament. We have, oh God, our own experiences. I pray that as we celebrate Christmas, that we will be careful not to be like many who have and who are taking Christ out of Christmas. Our Father, I pray that you'll help us to always remember that it is all about Christ. And this message that is so important, you have given us so many different means whereby we can share it. I pray that we will follow these shepherds and share this message abroad with everyone. Thanks to your people who are in your house. We are here for no other purpose but to glorify you and to thank you. If there is one in the building that do not know you as Savior, may this be the time they would stop and invite you into their hearts. Admit that they are a sinner. Ask you to come in and cleanse and accept you as their Savior and Lord. We love you. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray.